the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody... I saw the Hunter Biden news. It means guts. Absolute guts. Democrat sewers protect the Democrat mafia. Hunter Biden will get uh, some phony baloney charge. It'll be dismissed. It'll be his mother's fault. Who knows? Who cares? It's not what it's, uh, it's about. It's about stopping the doom loop of this feeble fascist moron. Because they can ruin states and neighborhoods. We're used to that. But now when you're messing with the country, I've got a problem. And I can't help but notice who's helping them. Clutch Cargo and the inspiration for female Viagra, some call Vice President Mike Pence, is out there lecturing me and you on this label that corporatists and frauds of the Republican Party, the profiteers of policy, they want to pretend it's a team sport and we're conservatives. No, no, no. I'm not a subscriber to conservatism. I'm a subscriber to Americanism. And the principles of America. The idea that you get to profit off of a mayhem, murder, and welfare, warfare system is too much for me. Not to mention, you're, you're siding with the most corrupt country Europe has ever seen in the world. And at the same time, no one wants to talk about Iran. How many people know that Iran just opened the largest gas field offshore and I have yet to see it on any of the three TVs here in Studio Xanadu, sponsored by HighTideCream.com. South Pars is the world's largest offshore gas field. And now, after years of delay, Iran has finally inaugurated the last portion of the project, known as Phase 11. The industrial site has 24 wells, which will extract natural gas from the enormous field, which accounts for almost 8% of the world's total gas reserves. Saudi Arabia, rootin' tootin' Putin. Venezuela, all cutting oil production. What did this mean, this supply cut story being extended to the end of this year? Then what does it mean for oil prices, Paul? Because on the one hand, uh, prices have rallied. It means you're going to get the Buddha gig. That's what it means. It means we're all suffering. It means we're being lied to on a regular basis. At the same time, new numbers from the CBO. Compliments of a wonderful reporter by the name of Craig Bannister. Through going over the data released yesterday, turns out the 2.3 federal deficit that we're having right now is up 65% from one year ago. And I'm watching this feeble moron go on and tell me inflation is down. Today, inflation is down to around 3%, about one-third of what it was one year ago. The problem is, when you're a Democrat, it doesn't matter what they say. You just want your welfare check. And so do the foreign policy beneficiaries of our corruption. The most corrupt country in the world. 
Secretary of State Antony Blinken is in Kiev today holding high-level talks. He's honoring Ukrainian soldiers lost in the war with Russia. And NPR's Brian Mann reports he's delivering another $1 billion in U.S. aid. Blinken arrived in Ukraine's capital city after a noisy night as Kiev's air defenses rumbled overhead. Ukrainian officials... No diplomacy. Absolutely zero call for peace. Nobody is talking about peace. You know the peace we had before this idiot stole the office? It's not even a word right now. And now I'm getting lectured to by Clutch Cargo and the inspiration for female Viagra, Mike Pence. And every other wannabe president. And you're hearing it all over the radio. You're hearing it all over TV. Experts are coming on and they're invoking Ronald Reagan. And we have to support because we're killing, we're, we're, we're killing, we're hurting Putin. We're killing Russians. As if that's a good thing. Just a couple of years ago, complete and total peace. Competition and profiting. Our country is drowning in spending as the higher spending goes up and by the way the revenue to the government is down for the first time in five years first time in five years and i have to hear this idiot say inflation is down that's nearest lowest point in over two years yeah name me one major issue that we've set our mind on solving we haven't been able to do everything since you've been in politics and i'm dead serious this government has achieved nothing Not one of its mission statements. Not one policy that works. I mean, aside from the murder and mayhem. Got a a message yesterday because I slammed uh, uh, Madeleine Albright. Madeleine Albright bragged about how 500,000 kids being killed in the Middle East was worth it. You've heard the clip, right? Where do I have it here, honey bunny? I got it somewhere. In the meantime, what have we ever accomplished when it comes to foreign policy? We have destroyed an untold amount of people. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions and millions of people. And we failed at every single one of them. Iraq, Afghanistan, pick it, the Gulf War. What was it all for? Absolutely nothing. And in the meantime, those people who we were told are the enemies, those are the ones that are ironically striving right now. The South Barsh gas field, or the North Dome, as it's known in Qatar, is a natural gas condensate field located in the Persian Gulf. The ownership of the field is shared by Iran and Qatar, with a third belonging to Tehran, and the rest possessed by Doha. Located offshore near the Iranian port city of Asaluyeh in the Boucher province, Iran's extension of the reserve is divided into 24 phases, producing an average of over 600 million cubic meters of gas per day. Aren't they an enemy? And isn't Saudi Arabia an ally? Into this news, in anticipation of this news, and I've actually pulled back a little bit. I, and I, yes, they've pulled back a little bit today. I think the main significance was it shows just how um, aggressive the Saudi Arabians are prepared to be when it comes to these oil cuts. The mo- because it's hurting us. We have zero diplomacy. And the plan now is World War III, all-out World War III. No one is interested in stopping the mayhem, and they're not ever interested in addressing the issues that started the conflict in the first place. You're hard-pressed to find one out of 50 Americans that know what the Minsk Accords were or know why there was any complaints from the bio labs, the same ones that Fauci invested in in Wuhan, China, that were in Ukraine. Nobody wants to talk about the failures and the destruction of Barack Obama's policies or Bill Clinton and the duopoly of corruption as Republicans love this because they're in on the money scam. And that's why you're being told, but all but two candidates, all but two to continue and support the most corrupt country in the world. 
I would like to refer to the latest information regarding the identification by the Romanian Ministry of Defense. Romania? Uh-oh. What does Romania have to do with anything? This is how you start a conflict where our boys go over there and start killing people for no reason. As we know over the last 50 years of foreign policy that have achieved nothing, not one stated goal, to answer the dimwit and diapers question. On the territory of Romania, in the proximity of our border with Ukraine, of components that could belong to a drone. I was informed in real time by the Ministry of Defense regarding this discovery, and I requested an urgent and professional investigation of the origin of these... Not too exciting in Romania, Squirrel. Hang on, there's a point to this. ...components as well as regarding the moment and circumstances in which they reached the Romanian soil in our entire history. Allow me also to make a sh If it is confirmed that these elements belong to a Russian drone, such a situation would be completely inadmissible and a serious violation of the sovereignty and territorial integrity of Romania, a NATO ally. I a NATO like ally of you-know-who, and that will be the catalyst for World War III. In the meantime, Ukraine got its ass kicked a year ago. We've been funding it. We've got our troops over there. We keep getting guys injured. We're going to ignore it all, and we're supposed to all step in line and be blindfolded once again with the false sense of patriotism sold to us by corrupt mafia Democrats and conservatives like Mike Pence. Say they successfully intercepted a barrage of Russian cruise missiles. After a train ride from the Polish border, Blinken met first with Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmitry Kuleba. We yeah, and then the crooks took a Bentley to the McDonald's in Kiev, which has gold chandeliers that would make Donald Trump blush. In the meantime, what's going on on the other side? An elderly woman has been killed in the latest attack uh, on a civilian area here in Donetsk City. The missile, an American harm missile, struck at around 6.15 uh, this morning, causing this widespread damage uh, to this apartment. This is the ninth floor of an apartment block in the Karovsky district of the city. This is one of the areas that bears the brunt of the Ukrainian attacks. It is constant. Ukraine is bombing inside Russia. And they're bombing apartment buildings and the murder and the mayhem. And we finally found out how to shut up Code Pink. I haven't heard a word of these dingbats. Where are the old Democrats who used to protest for peace? None of them are anywhere. And they will step and they will fetch. And we will pass more and more bills regardless of the deficit or the revenue fall or the actual, the actual financial status of our own country, which is wallowing in Democrat doom loop failure. Is it the administration is the administration willing to separate these requests and seek the FEMA disaster aid independently to ensure it gets to the hurricane uh, victims and Hawaii wildfire victims as quickly as possible? Or do you see that these things have to be grouped together for the request? So look, I've been asked this question multiple times over the last, I don't know, 10 days uh, about uh, your specific question about this, uh, about... Um, they can't even say it. The lying scallywag, affirmative action swindler can't put lipstick on the pig that once again they're hiding more money because the billion that they're admitting to 
ignores the $128 billion we've already sent to a country who's not just the most corrupt in the world, but their entire GDP, their entire country, produced $158 billion the year before the war. It is there to build oligarchs and rob and rape their citizens. It's kind of like Chicago or New York or New Jersey or anywhere else. And who's going to head it up? Which American hero will head it up? That includes our Secretary of the, of the Defense, Austin, uh, uh, Secretary uh, Austin, uh, Secretary uh, McDonough, the Army, uh, the Secretary of the Army, Warmoth, Chairman uh, Milley, and uh, Senator Black. Where's Senator? Oh, boy. Uh, Senator Blackburn. Oh. And also Senator Haggerty. Nobody said there would be names today. and nobody said there would be numbers. In the meantime, this corrupt whore is worth a hundred plus million dollars. And we've got the statements. We've got the offshore banking. It doesn't matter because now he's just Grandpa Joe. Hello, everybody. Let me explain to the press. I've been tested again today. I'm clear across the board. But they keep telling me because this has to be 10 days or something, i got to keep wearing it. But don't tell them I didn't have it on when I walked in. Ooh, you're a maverick. You're almost like a man, like a real boy. And when you're out of your diaper and you learn how to walk, maybe someday your crooked ass could be president. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Just to give you a little perspective of how we're being lied to, the Russian debt to their GDP is 14.9%. That's the Russian debt to the Russian GDP. Do you know what the American debt to GDP is, Squirrel? Under, why are my socks wet, Joe Robinette, the most obvious crook and asset of enemies foreign and domestic to America, the most obvious election-stealing rat this country's ever had. Do you know what our debt to GDP is? 122%. As we are bankrupted in a doom loop, Russia is doing far better economically than we're doing. And we're being told lie after lie after lie. And then there's the other pesky thing. What happened? What about all the people that are being murdered? We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died when, when, in, in Hiroshima. And, and, you know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. And that's why every time I hear her name, I say, may she burn in hell. Because what you realize is they don't give a rip about actual people. Because those citizens, just like the Ukrainian citizens who for eight years were embroiled in a civil war that not one American politician ever wants to address, ever wants to acknowledge, all during the Obama years. Not one of the citizens have a say in any of this. And we still don't know who blew up Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Let's pretend I don't think it's us, which it was. And we still don't know who blew the dam up that flooded three towns. We still don't have the death toll from that. And in the meantime, do we really know what happened way 
back after September 11th? About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld. And one of the generals called me and he said, sir, you got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision we're going to war with Iraq. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? He said, I don't know. <laughs> he said, I guess they don't know what else to do. I said, well, did they find some information connecting Saddam to al-Qaeda? He said, no, no. He says, there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down. And there's trillions to be absconded with and stolen. And that's exactly the way they're going to bail themselves out of a politician and a party that has tried to economically destroy the richest country on the planet, us. Joe Biden isn't a politician. He's certainly not a qualified president. He is a saboteur who is sent here to weaken us and strengthen our enemies. Once the long-awaited Phase 11 is fully operational and all its wells are tapped, it will add another 56 million cubic meters of gas per day to total production. In the meantime, we're going to have electric. Ooh, it's going to be wonderful. And it costs a little bit more than 25% than it does gas right now in America. Scott Woodstock. Robert L. Peters loves Gloria Newland and... I think Ihor Kolomiski got arrested, didn't he, he, yesterday? Yeah, yeah, I covered it yesterday, and uh, he has about a chance of getting prosecuted as Hunter Biden and his dingbat stripper wife who threw the, threw the gun in the mailbox that they want everybody to get excited about. I'm getting sick and tired of watching these profiteers of policy get away with murder, and we're talking murder on a giant scale. Have you heard, Scott, you obviously follow politics, have you heard one so-called Republican call and demand for diplomacy and an end of this well i was wondering who's in charge of the peace talks but apparently no one is <laughs> thank you scott i appreciate it i think it's anthony blinken in between cheeseburgers the shark-eyed son of a dog what exactly is his qualifications oh 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 he was joe biden's office boy it's all this idiot's ever done in his life i want to make sure that ukraine has what it needs not only to succeed in the counteroffensive, but has what it needs for the long term to make sure. Could we get some numbers from you? Hey, I'd like some numbers. I mean, aside from the guys who are our mercenaries getting hurt and killed and maimed, I'd like some real numbers on what are the casualty numbers of Ukraine. That it has a strong deterrent. Blinken is announcing another billion dollars in military, humanitarian, and economic aid. He's also meeting with Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky, who's just returned from visiting troops fighting on the front lines. Oh, you mean, you mean Ihor Kolomoisky's business partner and his puppet, his comedian, who Ihor Kolomoisky has been a partner in the movie firm that they say this idiot made $600 million and his net worth just goes up and up. And up every time we give more aid. Yeah, we're giving aid. Susan Highland Park. Hi there. So on a different level up in Highland Park, if you'd like to join me this Saturday at the Highland Park Country Club for a poverty simulation event. It's out on Eventbrite where someone is going to train the people in Highland Park on what it's like to be poor. <laughs> That's how, how awesome. Elitist, why don't why don't you just get a bus and take them to Melrose Park on 24th and Lake Street and give them a little walk around? That'll teach them how to be poor. In the meantime, Susan, my days of going uh, in the in, in, you know I I'm in Florida right now and I'll go back when I when I have to. I'll go back to see my family, but to try to talk reason 
to people who would voluntarily give away the principles that made this country the youngest and the richest, and ironically, the ones that their grandfathers built their wealth on, because they don't like themselves. I'm not interested in talking to them anymore. Those self-loathing, Marxist-sympathizing roaches that you call neighbors, I'm not interested in. Thank you, though. Appreciate it. I got you. You're all I need from Highland Park. Thank you very much, Susan. Isn't that terrible, Squirrel? I'm going to get yelled at by some of the suits. But this is, listen, if you're in the year 2023 and you see the open and notorious profiteering at mayhem at the cost of the quality of life, if you can look at Chicago and realize what has happened there, I don't know how you can't, first of all, and listen to the Marxism. Where's the clip, uh, uh, Squirrel? How many teachers got caught for the PPP? Is it 14? I think it's 14. At least 14 employees for Chicago Public Schools are accused of stealing tens of thousands of dollars in federal funds. A new report from the CPS Inspector General claims the workers filed false reports through the Paycheck Protection Program. Because they're scum. Just like the Democrats who worked in the Cook County Courthouse, how many was that? 53? All stole the PPP money. Just like Pritzker, 200 billion, commingled it to pay off Democrats to make more Democrats happy. All at the cost of what? Not just robbing good people of money. That's what Democrats have always done. But you destroy the principles and the integrity of my nation. You're not Americans to me. 312 642 5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Foreign policy is something that politicians really don't have an influence on anymore. The bureaucracy tells the politician what to do. That's almost good news when you look at these Democrat morons who are in line I feel very strongly about um, the importance as a general matter uh-huh. of engaging in U.S. policy as it relates to foreign affairs Okay. in a way that we pay attention, of course, to the immediate concerns and threats if they exist, uh-huh. but that we also pay attention to 10, 20, 30 years down the line and what we are developing now that will be to the benefit of our country then you cannot name one success not one success joe biden asked if we could name one failure naming one major issue that we've set our mind on solving we haven't been able to do pick a direction you want to pick a direction Questions of the president's age often go hand in hand with questions about how you would step in the role, you know, if necessary. Do you feel prepared for that possibility? Uh, and serving as vice president prepared you for, for that job? Yes. And how would you, you know, describe the, that, that process? Well, first of all, let's... Easy. Slow down, honey. Willie Brown didn't ask you if you'd like to go to lunch and take your clothes off. Take it easy. I'm answering your hypothetical. All right. Um, but Joe Biden's going to be fine. So that is not going to come to fruition. Wrong. But let us also understand that every vice president, every vice president, understands that when they take the oath, that they must be very clear about the responsibility they may have to take over the job of being president. I mean, I'm my no different. God. She can't. I, I, everything she says just annoys the hell out of me. It's, she talks in some sort of circle rhythm thing. It's very annoying. But for some reason, I can't stop listening. First of all, let me say that our president uh-huh. 
has been an extraordinary leader who has accomplished things that previous presidents hoped and dreamed and promised they would do and did not achieve. What? I think she means Barack Obama, who hoped and dreamed to sabotage America so that it could never succeed again. That's where they've truly thrived and succeeded. And in the meantime, their cohorts of corruption are also thriving and succeeding. You see, we covered it yesterday about the UAW and the insanity of what their demands are, the UAW workers, the 46% increase. They want to work 32 hours but be paid for 40 and the rest of it. They shouldn't even have a freaking job. After the collapse of 08, the only reason they're in existence is charity. And this idea that they pretend to have some sort of revenue or profit, it's all financed by the government. They give away special deals and all the rest of it. They couldn't pay a storefront and make money. In the meantime, they have the absolute and total ear and weapons of the federal government. You, uh, possible strike. The president said yesterday when he was asked if he was worried about it, he said, no, I'm not worried about a strike until it happens. I don't think it's going to happen. The head of the UAW said he must know something we don't know. Why? Now, is that the head of the UAW that went away? No, that guy's already in jail. What about the one four years ago? Oh, he's in jail, too. Oh, this is a new. How you doing? Is the president confident a strike will not happen? I mean, as you know, Karen, as someone who's followed this president uh, very closely for some time now, he he's optimistic. He is an optimistic person. Now, he's delusional, and he wet himself again. In the meantime, I remember when we had a president who handled strikes the way they always should be handled. That I must tell those who failed to report for duty that this morning, they are in violation of the law. And if they do not report for work within 48 hours, they have forfeited their jobs and will be terminated. End of statement. And now I have to hear the warmongering scum like Mike Pence, like the rest of the Republicans, writ large conservatives, tell me how I have to support policies of corruption. And they invoke that guy's name. The problems that Reagan had, and he had many, were not because Ronald Reagan had problems, but because George Bush, his vice president, had problems. And I am convinced, Squirrel, when you look at George Bush, when you look at Mike Pence, when you look at the Republicans and their vice president, I don't think they pick them at all. I think they're picked by the corporatist corruption in the bureaucracy. And that's why I'm going to tell you right now, it's easy to get aggravated over Joe Biden. He's obviously the most corrupt whore. He's allowed to operate in that position because he is a figurehead of the bureaucracies that run the whole show absolutely and they like when we're distracted because in the meantime they have a mission they're going to keep out any true american citizen that wants to neuter the corruption of our gangster government all right up in dc special counsel jack smith who is leading the 2020 election interference investigation based in dc widening his probe here it's overlapping with some key players in the fulton county case here in georgia so smith may now be focusing on how trump allies fundraised off baseless claims of voter fraud and now we've got a guy that some call president i don't never did revoke my consent to be governed by this crooked asset of enemies foreign and domestic however he's got an alias he's got two aliases he's got over five thousand emails and the government the same government that wants to see if we raise money because of political persecution doesn't want to know what's in it the same government that knows more than 50 percent of the money we've given to the most corrupt country in the world has been stolen and that they fire the ministers and that their wives go to paris shopping And this low-life scumbag 
wants to go after Donald Trump to make sure that nobody ever attains powerful office that hasn't been contorted, manipulated, and controlled from the bureaucracy. And they keep it together with a corrupt judicial system like Crook Fracken County, where 53 Cook County employees were caught stealing PPP money like the CPS teachers. And it's perfectly normal. Ooh, you lost your job. Lost your job. Why don't you go to prison and you realize they're Democrats and Democrats never go to prison for anything. In the meantime, how do you keep this game flowing? With judges. And there's a whole new crop today that went before our Senate. Luckily, we've got two good senators in John Kennedy and Jake Hawley, who exposed just the kind of incompetent corruption that Democrats hold writ large. So people say, oh, you know, what do you mean you don't want Democrats? No. If you in the year 2023 identify as a Democrat, you are admitting you are a mafia member or you're just a moron. Judge, our second judge. Um, will you allow your personal beliefs to interfere with your judgment on the on the bench? No, Senator. And do you have personal beliefs? Yes, Senator. I'm glad to hear that both of you have personal beliefs. You've, you've thought about the world, uh, Judge. Do you think um, do you think uh, minorities need special help to achieve? Senator, I think uh, as a country, uh, we have come a long way. Uh, there are certain issues that the Supreme Court just decided last term uh, on a case of affirmative action that dealt with this uh, issue. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm familiar with the case. Uh, do you believe that minorities in America need special uh, help to, to uh, succeed? Senator, I think all people should deserve equal opportunity to succeed. Okay. Do you believe minorities need special help to succeed? He won't answer the question. This goes on for two minutes. He refuses to answer the question. And then, same guy, when questioned by Jake Hawley, I found this to be very interesting. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Federico, let's keep talking about the Gann case that uh, Senator Blackburn was just asking you about. This is a case where the sentencing guidelines recommended up to 240 months in prison. The guidelines range was 210 to 240. Do you remember what range you or what number you asked for from the court as his attorney? I'm sorry, Senator. I don't recall the exact sentence. 105. So less than half of the lowest end of the guidelines range. Now, the government in this case said that it was being very lenient. I've just read their sentencing memorandum and yours. I have them all right here. The government said it was being very lenient. Do you remember what they recommended to the court? I'm sorry, Senator, I do not. 189 months. 189. You push for 105. Why, why is that? Do you know what the crime was, Squirrel, that this low-life scumbag was found guilty of? Child sex trafficking and pornography with pictures of torture and bondage of little kids on his phone. And that guy is about to get a promotion. That's how you know he's a Democrat. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I can't decide. I got Andrea Mitchell's, Alan Greenspan's wife on the television here. I can't decide if she looks like a transgendering Fauci 
or Jiminy Cricket in drag. But she is aging terribly. In the meantime, Democrats normally age terribly because they are terrible. Well, Senator, I'll note first, uh, I've prosecuted those cases in equal number to the number I've defended. And so I have worked with victims and I understand. Uh, so what would you say to the victims in this case who, let's just review, Mr. Gann, I'm not, I'm not going to read the specifics. It's too revolting. But let me just, here's, this is from the, the pre-sentence report. This particular defendant, this is sanitized, but it's still unpleasant. The defendant used multiple mediums to access, obtain, and distribute depictions of child rape, bondage, and sexual exploitation. He used dating websites to meet people offering children for sex. He used email to send depictions of child sexual exploitation to his cohorts. Why, why 100 months? I mean, listen, you, you could have recommended any number of... I get that you want to defend your client, sure. But you could have chosen 175. You could have agreed with the government, 189, which they characterized already a below-guideline sentence and quite lean. Or you could have won with the guidelines, which would have kept that rat bastard in prison for 284. It's just sickening. They are really just sickening. George in Naperville. Yeah, I don't like that word minority, but why can't someone, why can't he give a straight answer instead of, you know, running around the block? It's like, why doesn't he just say some of my best friends are minorities? Answer direct, it's an insult. <laughs> you know the only minority in America? The only minority in America. I'd like to the, know, what is it? The individual. That's it. Robert Chicago. Hi, how's it going? Wonderful. Man, I completely agree, man. Uh, basically, my opinion, like I, like I said, the, my opinion, the only minority, same goes with you, man, but the individual. That's it. That's it. No and that's the beauty of the whole country. Yet somehow we've been able to be contorted, to be swindled, to be lied to, to think that the most pathological, the most proven liars in our society somehow are going to help Politicians have destroyed the quality of life. They bankrupted the only nation that could never be bankrupted. And in the meantime, they're still trying to blindfold us with some sense of team patriotism. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Not you. Everything you know. in, yeah. yeah, they turn they everything they everything they touch and everything they turn they touch everything turns into complete crap. Basically. Robert, I wouldn't vote for Mike Pence if he was the only one running. I wouldn't I waste would not five even vote seconds of my time. Yeah. Thank you, Pence brother. That's a waste of time. Pence is a waste of time. That's all I could say. Thank stay, you. Stay strong, brother. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Splendid. Listen, Sean, we got to stop talking about how old this guy is and start calling him out for how corrupt he is, the lies <laughs> he tells to the American people. When you say we, fraud he is. When you I mean, say we, you don't mean me. About. I've been doing that since he was running. Oh, no, I don't mean you. I mean people that listen. Rich, I don't think we're the problem, brother. We're the solution. No, I don't either, this sh- but... You know, this show is for the solution. I'm not interested. That's why, you know, that wonderful woman, Susan, in Highland Park, why don't you come up to Highland Park? For the same reason I don't go to Caracas. For the same reason I'm not going to go to Moscow or Kiev. I don't want to be around swindlers and crooks and liars and frauds who feel themselves right. self-righteous. There's nothing worse to me than a self-righteous Democrat when we have half a century for certain of nothing but gangster government perpetrated by Democrat politicians. But we got to talk about this every day. He keeps talking about what he's done to the country. The only thing he's done for the country and the people in this country is destroy it. 
Well, when I gave you those economic numbers, when I gave you the economic numbers, the actual fact of the matter that $2.3 trillion is our deficit today, right now, that should mean something. That's up 65%. And the idea that reporters are not giving this to you outside from Craig Bannister, the reporter who simply took the data the CBO released yesterday. This goes to show you that there is an American Pravda that poses itself as news. And that's the real shame of it. And that's why you only have one side of a war that probably is about half a million people are dead just since Joe Biden started, stoked, and bribed politicians to start the war. And that's what that billion dollars to the comedian Zelensky, that's what it is. It's a bribe to keep it going. And all of the Republicans you heard today, all of the conservatives who came on to tell you how righteous it is to keep funding and killing people, they'll never send one of their relatives. Never. And they never went. That's the difference. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean. Yeah. What are you, training dogs again? What the hell are you doing? Where do you work at one of those adopt-a-pet places? What are you doing? That's my daughter's dogs. They're out in the yard. They're doodle barking. Somebody must a demo rat must have went dying. Yeah. And they took All right. Them. Then I'll let, I'll let it go as long as they bark at Democrats. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, Sean, I got a question for you. So, you know, this Liberty Safe, which uh, there's a lot of people, um, especially conservatives in yeah. that, that have bought the uh, Liberty yeah. Safes and everything. Supposed to be a good company. That company rolled over for the government. They had like a... Um, a warrant, but they and they were looking for the password to get into the Craig. Uh, Craig, well, you're talking to a guy from Melrose Park. We don't keep our guns in safes; keep them in our pocket. The hell, goods are going to do me in a safe? Three one two six four. Oh, I actually have. Oh, wait till you hear the guest I have coming up for you in the next hour. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM five sixty. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... When it comes to economic prognostication, my next guest, I first heard his name in 1987, correctly called the crash of 87. He correctly called the crash of the dot-com 2000. He correctly called 2008. His name is up there with Jesse Livermore or Arthur Cutton. He is the founder and director of Trends Research Institute, publisher of the weekly Trends Journal magazine, but that's just some of what he does. He's the Prince of Peace. He's somebody who understands the principles of Americanism and loves them and fights daily for them. He is Gerald Salente. Gerald, thanks for taking time and joining me. How are you? Oh, no, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I appreciate everything you're doing, and it's great being on with you. Well, this is the triple Lindy of everything you're passionate about, everything I'm passionate about. So it's nice to see that you're still, you don't have to do this. You do it because you love America. You, You love it for the reasons that made you who you are and your grandfather who he was and however you understand the the reason people come here and it's been bastardized and you want to tell people about it and i understand you've recently been deplatformed again 
Well, a little bit, but um, I, I've been deplatformed, but uh, more than me was uh, Scott Ritter. Yes. And uh, so, um, we, yeah, we've been deplatformed on, on some sites, but uh, we're still on a number of them. But Scott Ritter really went down hard. And this is a guy, you know, that knew that there were no weapons of mass destruction in ties to al-Qaeda. And little Joe Biden, the draft dodger of the Vietnam War, ridiculed him, said he didn't know what he's talking about. So censorship is the new American way. And uh, it's just disgusting what's happened with they actually put out crap that say you are saying misinformation if you don't repeat the government garbage that they're spewing out. And to show how stupid it is and how ignorant the people are that are telling us what to do, look at the dead and buried that are running our country. Yeah. You got Joe Biden out of his mind, don't know where he is, anytime, any place. And freezing up uh, Mitch McConnell, a guy that you know never worked a day in his life, been sucking off the public, you know what, the whole yeah. thing, freezing in front of our eyes. And these are the people that are saying, if you don't swallow the crap coming out of my dead mouth, yeah. you have no right to think for yourself. So you you get involved and you create a documentary. You've been exposing the the most corrupt country in the world. The former Soviet Union, Ukraine. You've been you've been on this seat, the forefront of it, and you've been dead right. So you put together a documentary called Agent Zelensky, and in that documentary, which I am going to watch no, tonight, no, that was that was Scott Ritter. Scott, oh, Ritter that was Scott Ritter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, but and that's what he got blacklisted for. That's what he got blacklisted for. Now, in that documentary, he makes the connection, as it's been made over and over before, to Ihor Kolomoisky, who was just arrested on Saturday. Yet, Gerald, I talked about it yesterday, and I think maybe five or six other shows on radio talk about it. It has yet to be televised. There is virtually no coverage of this, which can only lead you to believe it traces all the way back to when Joe Biden had his own hair and was a senator. At the fall of the Soviet Union, this country was set up from George Soros, who admits it in a talk at the World Economic Forum and the rest of it. So we're being played again as Romania comes out today. Today. And they said, we have evidence of a Russian drone that crashed on our land, and we are a NATO ally, so obviously we're going to go to war, and nobody speaks of diplomacy, just as you predicted again, right? Yep. Now, just to make this clear, not only did the European Union call Ukraine the most corrupt country in Europe. This is from Business Insider on August 13th. So this isn't ancient history. Nearly all, all surveyed Ukrainians, 89% in a newly released survey, said corruption was the country's most serious problem after the war against Russia. Corruption. Yes. They're stealing our money to give to this corrupt country. And where were the protests? You know, he's talking about Scott Ritter. I'm up here in Kingston, New York. I'm 15 minutes away from Woodstock. Libtard land. All these gutless little boys and girls that were big war protesters during the Vietnam War. Yep. Now, now they're to totally pro-war because they were anti-war because I'm not of that age. We were getting drafted. Yesterday... There was a, uh, uh, a gathering for G20 
Julian Assange. Yeah. Scott Ritter was one of the talk speakers there. Mm-hmm. The grand total of 17 people showed up. Really? And, That's a, yeah, it sounds and, like a Biden rally. And I'm 76 years old. I was one of the younger guys there. Well, you know, no young is, people. There is no push for freedom, no push for justice. This, this is the cowardly state of America. So the way that I look at this is kind of the way I looked at things that you taught me, quite frankly, and people like you at the Mercantile Exchange, right? There's always a reason and there's always a way to predict or kind of articulate where the future is going. And when you look at this thing on a grand total and you look at the the election, you look at the, the questions with the election, you look at who Joe Biden is, you realize the bureaucracy is running the show. And this idea yep. of a republic, it doesn't exist. So you've got the bureaucracy that's hell-bent on this, and they need it because it's a distraction. It's funny, I, I read this today, and I thought about you, and that is the higher spending, lower revenue, which is something this country has not seen when it comes to revenue, a decrease in revenue of 65%. That is unheard of in the last six years. So they need this war. To distract from the fact Joe Biden has successfully bankrupted and weakened our economy so much so they cannot put lipstick on that pig anymore unless everyone is distracted with World War Three. So come hell or high water, we're going in this thing and it won't be long until our boys are going there, right? Yep. Well, I don't think our boys will be going there because we'll all be annihilated in a nuclear war. I mean, listen to the stuff coming out. Whether it just had that clown, one of the defense guys in Ukraine, saying uh, yesterday, "Oh, we're we're officially in World War Three." No kidding. We only said this, you know, when when the war began, and now you're hearing one after another warning about nuclear exchange. So there's either going to be a false flag, or some kind of a nuclear, whether it's a power plant, whatever it might be, something nuclear, and the people will march off to war like they always do. Look again. Look what happened after the dot com bust. Yeah. You got a little clown of nothing, a little boy of daddy's boy born on third base, thought he had a home run, a little clown of nothing. Yes. George W. Bush. Yep. And gave us the Patriot Act. We're going to get that guy Osama bin Laden dead or alive. And over 80 percent of the people swallowed the crap spewing out of that moron's mouth. You forgot about the dot-com bust, and then they created the fake housing market. Hey, yep. you don't have a job? You're out of work? Don't worry about it. Here's a subprime loan. Sign over here. Oh, and by the way, when we go broke, all us banksters for doing this, we're too big to fail, and you're going to bail us out. You know, I was reading the doom spiral that they say commercial banks on. When you, when you pan that out, when you expand upon that, the nation is on a doom sp spiral. Oh, yes. And this, it, this is something that people have to wake up to and demand that we focus on some of these numbers. Because at the same time, the imbecile, the dimwitted diapers, I call, some call president. But what he's doing is saying he cut the deficit when the sure. fact of the matter is we're at a $2.3 trillion deficit in eight months. And we're yep. butted up against, what did they do? They suspended the debt ceiling. But what does that mean when FEMA doesn't have money and all the rest of it? So they're going to continue to put together an omnibus bill. And will, in your, in your mind, will we have one before Thanksgiving? They have to, right? 
Oh, yeah, they're going to they always make a deal. You know, it's a crime syndicate. It's not a government. So they're all, they'll all do what they want. And uh, this thing's going down. Again, we had forecast uh, several months ago that the markets would begin to decrease uh, in, in, in September and go down more in October. This thing's going. There's a global recession going on. What's going on in China? And China caused it. China launched the COVID war in, on their, to celebrate their Chinese Lunar New Year in January 2020. Yeah. And and um, they had, uh, what, three years of zero COVID policy. Their, their economy is cooked. Because, I mean, you've got to put this whole thing together. When Bill Clinton brought them into the World Trade Organization in 19, uh, excuse me, in 2001, officially, they came in. Uh, he brought them in before that. Their, their GDP was flat. And then they can 2001 to, to 2022. This thing is skyrocketing up. They had a housing boom. They had a they had a boom like every other boom that goes bust. It was way overbuilt. And now they made a bad situation very worse yeah. by this. And now you're you're seeing the exports going down. You're seeing the imports going down. This thing is going. You got Germany on it. It's officially in a recession. Is this fourth largest country in the world, economy in the world? Italy's going bust. This thing's going to go down. Big. We're losing. We're losing. And here, and when I say we, I'm, I'm talking about the European Union. We're getting our ass kicked because because at the same time, Saudi Arabia is manipulating their cartel of corruption, OPEC. They're cutting the rate. They're opening. I mean, they're cutting the production, and they admit it. Iran opens up the largest gas field offshore in the world today, and. I don't see any of it. I've got, I've got the uh, what's her name, Sidney Powell, and the, and and Trump's going to get indicted, and, and and Hunter Biden's got a gun charge. This is one giant distraction play. But why is it that the capitalists see? This is what I'm I'm, I'm disgusted at. We could always rely on the old fashioned traders, the old fashioned hedge fund guys, to say no, no, no. This is the truth. This is what needs to happen. Yet. Are they all just simply bribed? Are they all just black rock and black stone and all the rest of the bull dung? All they want to do is make money, and they could care how they do it. They give nothing to society in the reality. I never thought that would happen, Gerald. Never. It's you sad. remember how it used it, it, to be? It's so sad. The middle class is dead in this country. Again, when I was a young guy, there were grocery stores, hardware stores, stationery stores, drug stores. Now they're all chains. Every time I go in, I won't go into a Walmart or any of these things. And by the way, people have no idea. Back when all this was happening with Walmarts, there were protests going on against this. And they did away with the robinson Patman Act, Sherman Antitrust Act, Clayton Antitrust Act. One Antitrust Act after another doing away with. And, of course, Bill Clinton doing away with the Glass-Steagall Act. That allowed the big stone everything. Every time I go into one of these stores, my heart breaks when yeah. I see the people working there. They have no life. They have no future. But well, don't worry about it. We just built that uh, little little Anthony Blinken. My daddy was, don't you know what my daddy was? I went to Dalton. I went to Harvard. Don't you know who I am? We're sending another billion dollars to keep bloodying the killing fields in Ukraine. Anybody that supports the war in Ukraine, put on your military drag. Go over there and fight. Take your wife, your kids, your transgenders. Go over there and fight or shut your mouth. I've had it with this stuff. I don't want them stealing my money to keep this war that they're going to lose going. And that's the thing. It is only affecting the people who actually own real estate, who pay taxes, who are yep. productive. Yep. So when you see them take the Chicago cut me in or cut it out mafia plan, 
and and bribe people and you see welfare grow to where 63% of Americans are on some sort of subsidy yep. have we it, 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 is it too late to redeem or should we still continue to put up the fight or just I'm not fight I'm fighting to my death Yeah me and, too but but know, I'm fighting to my death again it does not take a majority to prevail but rather an irate tireless minority Keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men since Samuel Adams. And that irate Tyler's minorities here. And, and, and we have to unite. And, and I think we, we need a new third party. Oh, absolutely. But when you see the argument against the dollar, when you see the African countries say what is going on is outrageous, how, how we have been corrupted by big oil and the rest of it and the minerals. And, you know, when you see it, I'm, I'm actually, I agree with them. BRICS should succeed. We've lost the integrity in the dollar. So how do you weigh that, and how do you break that patriotism to America, but these crooked bastards destroyed the principle? That's the only thing a third party can, can articulate, right? It's, yeah, and it's very simple. We become a self-sustaining economy. Global trade only helps the bigs the bigs. We need to be a self-sustaining economy. We have all the human and natural resources that we need. Yeah. So rather than spending the countless, probably hundreds of trillions of dollars to the military-industrial complex that uh, President Dwight D. Eisenhower, five-star general, Supreme Commander of the Allied Forces, warned us about that the military-industrial complex is robbing the nation of the genius of the scientists, the sweat of the laborers, and the future of the children. If we put that money into becoming the America that we should become, that could turn the whole thing around. But again, look at this, this Inflation Reduction Act or whatever they did. Look at all the money they're giving to the bigs. What up? Oh, you know what I want you to do for me? Because I, 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 I read Trends Journal. I love it. Can you find out in Trends Journal, this is something you guys could figure out, who owns all the electric stations? $55 billion. You're building it across this, the, the country. Yeah. You could charge anybody whatever you want. You're now charging them by the minute. It actually costs 35% more to have an electric car go 100 miles versus a gas car. Oh, that's a but if, joke. If, if you put $55 billion of the people's money, who owns the EV stations? Have yeah. you ever heard who owns them? Uh, again, it's not only that. You look at the lithium batteries. A battery was only invented in 1800. <laughs> I mean, this is stupid crap. You know yeah. what's going on here. And again, it, 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 look at the money that they're giving to build the chip plants and everything else yeah. to the bigs. Once upon a time, there was this guy named Benito Mussolini, a paisano <laughs> of mine that I'm not very fond of. Yes. The yeah. merger of state and corporate powers, which we have now, by his definition, is fascism. Yes. Well, Gerald Salente, I love having you on. You know that. I so appreciate you. And, and, and every time I talk to you, you know what I'm happiest about? That we remember the 80s, the 90s. We saw it happen. We put up the same argument. You have been putting up the same argument for 40 years that I know of. So I want to thank you on behalf of somebody who is a true patriot to Americanism. That is Gerald Salente at thank Trends you. Journal. Thank you so much, Gerald. I thank appreciate you. you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. So I was listening to Christy McIntyre. And this is a perfect example of the mind of a slave Democrat. And I love how they cheer for their master. 
tell you a little story, Squirrel. I uh, was in the real estate business since I was 21 years old. I didn't practice much, but always in the real estate business. After the mercantile exchange, I went full in to the real estate business, and I had, for my friend, I only deal with friends. I don't ever deal with Democrats. I had bought a property, a commercial property. Part of the process of buying the property was I was going to also lease it out. So I then, after we acquired it, I leased the property out. And the guy I leased it to came in, and he was starting a car dealership with his son and his brother, and it was a wonderful family organization that to this day still operates. And he came in, and he had the means to sign a five-year lease, and he had the history. He had been in the auto part business. So I took my relative friend and a couple other guys. I said, come on, let's go out for dinner. And we went to Gibson's in the city of Chicago. And yes, this could be a story about that low-life pimp scumbag Ed Burke with a pocket full of Viagra and a $30 whore on his arms. But as we were sitting down and we went to order, the waiter at Gibson's was the guy who signed the lease with me. Now, I looked at his financials, and I saw that this man was wealthy, and he was a waiter at Gibson's because he made a lot of money being an excellent waiter at Gibson's. He didn't need Marxist, communist, scum Democrats in the city of Chicago to negotiate his salary with Gibson's. He didn't care about his minimum wage because he wanted to make money on tips and serving. So all of the slaves in Chicago who think that the government is helping you. They just want to tax your income. They don't want you to have to report your tips. They know you're going to lie to them. And they're broke because they're bust-outs. They're scum Democrats and Marxists. They're not helping you. And the ramifications of these idiot whores who've never worked a day in their miserable lives pretending to help you by lifting the minimum wage will just result in a restaurant desert like every other thing in the ghetto. As businesses are running. So say goodbye, bye-bye, to all the good restaurants. The ones who right now are dealing with their scum CPS students who come in and rob them on a daily basis. I love to watch them flounder. But they're helping the common man. How's life where the Democrats rule? How's it going? Is it smooth? Is it easy? Are they making your quality of life better? I don't think so. Greg and LaGrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good. How are you? The only guy angrier than Sean Thompson has to be Gerald Salenti. <laughs> he's, I think he's angry for the same reasons. We're watching our beautiful <laughs> principles be flushed and, and we're being lied to by these rat bastards, and we don't have a party. I think he's mad for the exact same reasons, and that's a great compliment, Greg. Thank you very much. No, I, I agree. Um, so Go ahead. One thing that I don't understand is when he's, he's talking about uh, – America can be self-sustaining. I think I think he still means that you can have comparative advantage advantage with other uh, countries around the world and have international trade. It's just that we shouldn't sell out our. Yeah, but I I, I can't speak our, for like me. I'm a free, I, I believe in in an unencumbered economy. All right, I want separation of the economy and state. But I also understand that the greatest benefit to a corrupt mafia government, the kind that Joe Biden represents is when somebody doesn't have to be forced to enrich these companies of corruption that partake in municipal unions or government unions like the UAW and the rest of it. So I like free trade, not to mention I like my stuff that works, so I don't want to buy anything from a labor extortion mafia. Man. Ab- yeah. Absolutely. When you destroy labor, you destroy... Yeah, and when you look at... Capitalism. 
And when you look at the benefit in some cases, and I could, we could do a whole show on the beauty of, of business and the mind of an entrepreneur who can acquire things and not bend knee to corruption. Because when you do, when you're forced to only participate inside of the, of the nation that is riddled in corruption, in particular in these Democrat sewers, now you, you are limited to choice, right? And I like choice. So I, I can argue for the, for the benefits of a Walmart, and then I can argue on, the, on how that was bastardized by giving China favored nation status. So the, the, the topic is complex, but the principles are not. And you can implement the base principles of liberty in every situation. The politicians don't make their strength. That's not their strength. They want to pretend like in Chicago, we're going to help you by raising minimum wage. Now they'll take their eyes off of how many times they rape them through the cost of corruption, just in their taxes on their property or on their income. So go ahead and do it, and you're going to get the ghetto food deserts you deserve. That's the trajectory of Chicago and every Democrat-run hellhole. Thank you very much, Greg. It's not that complex, even though the situations seem like it. You either have principles or you don't. Sheila in Arlington Heights. Hey, John, how you doing? Very good. How are you? I'm good. I just want to just go on record here. I, I think the way that America's going to wake up is when we tell everyone on your 18th birthday, whether you're a boy or a girl or you're a two-spirited cat, whatever you want to call yourself, on your 18th birthday, pony up and you register for the draft. Because our military is so demoralized, we're not getting strong fighters. And if this World War III does come to fruition, it's yeah. going to be fought by... So now I know I know you listen to my show. I know you listen to my show and you've called me and I love that you listen to my show, but I'm going to tell you what I think. And you're not gonna like okay. it. I don't think anyone should register for the draft. No one. I think the draft is absolutely unconstitutional. And nobody should be forced to enforce the corruption by cowards that is our foreign policy. What do you think of that? Now, that being said, I think guys want to go fight. Go fight. I'm all for the guys that fight. Those are the warriors and the heroes that the cowards rape. And every if you trace back the draft, Vietnam is the greatest example of why no one should ever believe the government again. It was an absolute. You're right. They've already lost our our respect. We don't believe them for anything. But you want to know what's funny, though, Sheila? I believe there's a difference between men and women. I truly do. I do too. And I don't think Absolutely. women I don't think women should ever be asked to fight. I think if they want to go go go. But you're not going to take you're not going to take my women and go fight. I, 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 you're going to fight me. You know what they can't identify a woman. They they can't describe a woman. You know, yeah. even our Supreme Court justices can't. So you know what's going to backfire on them because it's going to it's going to get people upset. Yeah, but Sheila, look at look at this. Think about this. You know, I, I don't know for a fact why Gerald Salenti thinks the way he does, but I could tell you why the way I think the way I do. The best relative I have, I never met because he was killed in Vietnam, right? So yeah. to me, right. how do you quantify the 58,000 lives that were taken from America on a lie of Vietnam, let alone the hundreds of thousands that were affected because those are those are were patriotic boys that would have never done what they did. And those, by the way, those were mostly poor boys that went and fought. Rich senators and connected mafia like this scum some call president. He was never gonna go. So, 100%, 100%. so, so I agree you know, I know I know your intention of give them what they want. But I'm going to tell you what, Sheila, one thing history and American foreign policy has taught us, there isn't one foreign policy that is worth one drop 
of blood of one American. Not one. Because they're controlled I, I, by coward scum like Joe we need, we Robinette need Biden. We need to wake up and take this country back. Yeah. We need Thank to wake up and take this country Well, that's back. secession, Thank Sheila. You. That's what I'm for. I'm a secessionist, squirrel. You want these Democrats scum gangster areas? You're happy with your, I got a guy. You want to be Mike Madigan short in the pants and think Ed Burke's anything other than what he is, a scumbag? Then you go live next door to those scum. By the way, they don't live there. They live in Michigan. They got little castles in Dublin with low countertops. They're the scourge among us. They're not Democrats. They're mafia members. They've hidden in a party that that name Democrat should be synonymous with gangster governments from this day forward, really since Joe Biden stole the most important office in the world. Kevin Austin, Texas. <laughs> Sean, you always get me laughing before you take me on the call. Government gangster, great title for a book. I think somebody should do that. Yeah, you know how you know you're a government gangster? You're not heterosexual, and you have hands like you soak them in butter. Go ahead. So I love when you have Gerald Salenti on. I read his book in 1996. I knew he was going to move down south. As you know, I'm in Austin, Texas now. When I read his book, Trends 2000, and he was talking about how the air conditioner is going to transform America, and he wanted all this detail. He was 100% right on. And his history is he was like a policy guy involved yes. in politics, and he couldn't stand the white kill boys, and he would just go off. I love Gerald it. Ford. I think he worked for Gerald Ford, if I'm not mistaken. It was that era. Yeah. And then he went in and he saw the corruption. And I can't remember. It's been a long time, man, since I read the 87 crash. He was calling it in 85. Yeah. yeah. All those all those things. Two thought of the dot-com bottle and all that type of stuff. But I love how he's very similar to you. He's very calm when he talks about uh, things like that. But then, then he gets very loud and talks about those sons of bitches. Anyhow, I don't know. You know why? Because he realizes how the principles of our nation have been stolen. And then when you, li- yeah, you listen to the does. clips, I had, I had a friend of mine text me yesterday, and he was, right you know, about- why are you so mad at Madeleine Albright? Madeleine Albright. She killed 500,000 kids yeah. and said she yeah. thought it was worth it. And then when, she, when this rat, rat cockroach died... They laid her in state yep. like she was George Washington. Throw that tramp in a hole and bury her upside down so I could park my bike when I go to that sewer, Washington. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Man, this is a fast show. Isn't it, Squirrel? I feel like we just started. Dave and Niles. Hey, Sean, what, uh, to support your position, what makes our military the strongest in the world and the most effective is that it's all voluntary. That's one. Number two is, just like you say, if you have a draft, it gives government officials the ability to shake you down and get money out of you if you don't want to participate. You know, Dave, Great I... Great show, I, by the way. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. You know what I keep thinking about the, the, the Barack? He likes him big and round the years. Do you know that that rat bastard took a war, a two-front war, and expanded it to seven? He he killed yeah. I don't, hundreds of thousands of people with drone strikes. These kids were uh, were in, in Nevada or Arizona in, in, in truck uh, things, firing drones on innocent people. Man, I, I tell you what, I really would like a forensic audit of exactly who we've killed, how much money we've wasted, and how much money is stolen in Ukraine before I do the, the, the rah-rah stuff. And I, I'm, not, I'm not faulting you. I agree with the premise of what you're saying, because the guys who actually join are, are heroes. 
the guys who make them go kill other people are cowards and corrupt, like Biden. So that's my problem with it. So how do you stop that? And to me, it's stop funding good guys. I'd like to see a year where nobody joins. Nobody. Nobody. Because the reality is the way in which they've abused our patriotism, we've been hoisted by our own petard. And kids die and people die. And nobody wants to talk about them. Because, you know, the reality is, Dave, you and I are blessed because our ancestors decided to live by a philosophy rather than just happenstance. But these kids, 500,000 kids that Madeleine Albright says it doesn't matter, you know, they're under eight years old. These kids didn't do anything to anybody. Nothing. You know, you think about what we've done to the Middle East. What did we do? What did we do? And now I got Joe Biden, rah-rah, patriotism, and I'm supposed to believe a word that comes out of their mouth? You know, brother, think about what those 58,000 guys that died in Vietnam, half of them never even heard of it, didn't know what it was for. What could one of them have done to train, change the trajectory of our nation? What if one of them was Reagan and could have became a senator or whatever? What if one of them was an actual doctor and changing? You can't, you can't wrap your brain around the devastation to what our future could have been had Vietnam not been sold to the American people. And the Gulf of Tonkin, we blew up our own ship. It's, it's, it's sickening to me. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate the call more than you know. Leslie, Indiana. Leslie? Hello? Hi, Leslie. Hi. Is this John? Yes, it is. Okay, to make a long story short, I was going to say we should have as many genders as we want, and we could have, may, and we could have as many sexes as we want. We, who cares if they can define a woman? Because they can't define a man either. Yeah. But there should be two sexes. One male, one female, as defined by chromosomes. If okay. you're XY, you're male. If you're XX, you're female. Well, that's one Done way to deal. do it. It's one way. But, you know, people are going to be confused by the Jan Schakowskys and the Hillary Clintons. People will be confused. They'll turn their head like a dog hearing what, a whistle. They don't know what chromosomes so, are. On my new shirt, it's very simple. On the, on the back of the Sean Thompson Show shirt, it's going to say, I prefer my women without balls. Are you happy with that? <laughs> Thank you very much. See, we can do it. Scott and Schomburg. John, just calling to tell you, don't lose hope. Help is on the way. All right. I called you. I called you a while back, saying after 30 years selling my auto repair shop in Schaumburg, uh, run for the Republican nomination for president. Oh, so I like I'm about. I'm about to close the sale of the business on Friday, as long as nothing changes. Yeah. I'm already. I'm already registered as a candidate. I've wow. filled out all my forms. I've just got to get my website up and running, and then I'm going to be able to officially. Is the run, slogan so. "America could use a mechanic"? I like that. Let's keep it simple. No. All right. No, my, my, my slogan is the federal government is too damn big. Oh, <laughs> I like it. You start wearing a black and, suit with black gloves. The rent is too damn high. I, I love it. And then, yeah, that's where I got it from. That's right. where I got it from. Excellent. And, and, my, and, my, and my second second slogan is going to be America needs a president of the people, by the people, and for the people. Not nice. of the corporation, by the corporation, and for the corporation. I like it. I like it. And I promise my vice president will not be an office tramp. I think you could really build a lot off of this Biden corruption. Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, you know, the writing's on the wall for the economy. Six months ago, I was checking out an RV. My wife and I want, want to get an RV and cruise around the United States. Oh, that's kind of cool. Six months you ago. Be careful where you park that thing. Whew. Yeah. yeah, you pull on the <laughs> south side. You were going to have a hard time taking <laughs> off in the morning. Go ahead. 
the whole object the whole objective is to get out of here. But uh, six months ago, I was looking at used ones. I could buy a new one for the same price now. The economy is tanking. People are selling stuff. Dro- yeah. Prices on that kind of an item are dropping. It, credit card defaults at an all time high. It's going to get bad. Don, if you look at commercial real estate, it's it's insane oh, yeah. in these Democrat sewers. And you look at how the price of the the asset from the land to the project afterwards these guys borrowed more money on the land than the entire project's going to be worth you know what that's called squirrel a doom loop in fact you know what joe biden's administration and his his tenure will be referred to in the future the doom loop we'll be back after this from the streets of melrose park to the trading floor of the merc he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned and now with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me because we need a little controversy. My next guest holds a science degree from the United States Naval Academy, Annapolis. He has been the CEO, CTO, and CIO of multiple corporations. His extensive experience in computer science is also a technology leader and data scientist. He is the co-founder of Patriot Online, the author of a book titled Parallel Election, A Blueprint for Deception. He's been on my show before, but never more important than now. I want to talk to Gregory Stenstrom about the Democrat mafia being hoisted by its own petard if they put Donald Trump on the stand. Gregory, how are you? Great to great to be here, Sean. You have the best intro of any show that I'm on. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Love your show. Love the intro. And thank you very much. Well, you have one of the best books to support what I've witnessed, what I understand, what I've more than suspected, which I believe is the illegitimate presidency of the Joe Biden administration. And the idea that we're still in this soiree of fraud is really crushing on a multitude of economic and uh, peaceful tranquility in this nation. But the foreign policy is insane to me. So we need to make this stop. And I'm looking for an opportunity to expose the truth to the American people, that undeniable fact that Joe Biden is illegitimate. You've kind of stumbled on some of the data, and we've gone over it in the book, Parallel Elections. Refresh the people on some of the key points that you've uh, examined in both Philadelphia and Arizona and some of the other areas. Sure, I appreciate it. The the, the basic premise of the book is uh, valid votes, valid electronic votes, and and, and valid uh, mail-in ballots are substituted with counterfeit electronic ballots and counterfeit uh, mail-in ballots. That's the basic premise. And, um, you know, being out in Chicago, um, people out there in your audience may or not may or may not have seen fraud. But uh, it's important for people to understand uh, that there's 3,143 counties in the United States. And um, wards, parishes, and so forth. And everybody's heard of swing states. Well, within those swing states, there's pivot counties. Well, it takes 20 counties to swing an entire national election. And uh, they concentrated their efforts on those, when I say they, and we can talk about later on the show, um, the efforts were concentrated on selected 
uh, centralized counting centers. Now, I happen to be in Delaware County, Pennsylvania, which is southeast, uh, tucked in the corner. We're right below Philadelphia. Philadelphia is another. Chester County, which borders Delaware County, and Allegheny County, which is Pittsburgh. Those four counties predominate and dominate over the other 67 counties in PA. I'm just going to name some of the other ones. We have Antrim County and Wayne County in Michigan, Fulton County and DeKalb County in Georgia, Maricopa County and Pima County in Arizona. And I don't need to keep going because the list is, uh, you, you know, it should become obvious to people that these were the hotbeds of where the centralized counting and the subtitle of the book is a blueprint for deception. This is where they use systemic fraud and they stole the election. And we have hard physical evidence of all of that. And we have uh, uh, something that I really didn't think could happen. We had the corrupt justices and and the and the areas like Cook County, Illinois, and the judges there circumvent the state legislatures and change some of the voting rules. Will any of this, in your opinion, come up in the trial in Georgia? What specifically happened in Georgia, the same-day registration, the addresses that all go back to the same address that from the new registration, the signatures that didn't match? What was some of the specificity that you kind of discovered and you think might come up in this trial? Well, they've already talked about Georgia. They've already brought up the, the USBB drives, which we talk about extensively. In parallel election, the false mail-in ballots and counterfeit ballots, uh, the false registrations, it's all been brought up now in Georgia. And, you know, after three years of being told, well, it's time to move on. There was no evidence of election fraud. We have to, we have to move on. Um, you know, all of a sudden, three years later, the reason this is all coming up is because the evidentiary base, which is what determines what will, the outcome of what will happen in courts when, if they actually have a trial, is overwhelmingly in favor of President uh, Trump. That evidentiary base is entered into the Department of Justice and it's in their own files. It's in the National Archive. It's entered in courts in Philadelphia, in the Commonwealth Court of Pennsylvania, in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. It's entered in the courts in Fulton County. So what uh, Special Counsel Smith is going to find is it's going to be overwhelming. He doesn't have an evidentiary base. What he has is a shaping exercise and conjecture. He has no facts. President Trump has facts. And with regard to the courts, I uh, just want to mention that there's a thing called judicial climate, and it's it's anathema to the Constitution, but it's a fact. It's a, it's a fact we live with. You know, no judge wants to be you know that guy or that woman who who rules you know bucks the bucks the crowd. But what we're seeing across the country, you could see it with uh, Judge Narika when they tried to do the Hunter Biden deal and said, well, you know, I, I'm not I'm not buying this. What we're seeing is judges finally taking a stand and, and, and finding in favor of the law and finding in favor of the evidentiary base. And I think that's what's going to happen with President Trump in Georgia, that uh, the Democrats to your to, to your I'm going to say misanthropes. I don't like to characterize Democrats yes. so much as misanthropes. These misanthropes. <laughs> are in for in for a beating i hope so but when you you know you realize that the judge in the washington dc case just came out the uh, the girl who originated from jamaica i believe her name escapes yeah. me right now uh she was linked to the law firm that worked with hunter biden in a couple of different deals she has a history prior to being a judge of not only constantly being affiliated with the democrat party 
but she's been involved in actual business transactions that Hunter Biden has been in. Well, she just happens to be the same judge. This is what, you know, a guy from Chicago, this is the railroad job you're going to see. We have two sitting Cook County judges right now who are on family court in, in, in Cook County, Illinois, who are on an investment vehicle called the Table of Wisdom LLC with an indicted mafia don who pretends to be an alderman by the name of Ed Burke. This is commonplace. So these judges and the rest of it, this is not about the rule of law. If it was, we wouldn't be in any of these circumstances. Just give us some of the information on what you said about the U.S. drives. Like, give us some of the skullduggery that you still can't well, believe isn't being addressed. Well, the, the first, the basic premise that we've, we've gone forward with is there are good judges. There are good judges out there. There are good FBI agents. There are good NSA. There are good law enforcement officers out there. There's good people out there. And if we didn't work with that premise, we'd be in big trouble and we'd yeah. be wasting our time. It would be futile. But for the USBV drives, for example, every every election machine, um, and there's different ones. Uh, people, most people have heard of Dominion. Um, ESNS is another one. Heart and Civic, which is what they use here in uh, Delaware County. These election machines are certified by the Election Assistance Commission and, and certified by experts that if you follow the process that they've defined, then the election should be secure. So what happens is when that process is subverted, and specifically it was subverted by a very small group of people in these centralized counting centers, it's when they subvert the process where they introduce election fraud. So an example would be the USBV drives. That's the portable media that they take out of election machines and bring into and they put into tabulation servers. Well, at the end of the election night, in counties that do it right and don't subvert the, the, the elections, this chain of custody, all the V drives show up on election night like they should. They're, they're stamped, they're, you know, they're in secure envelopes, they're, they're, there's been a chain of custody. They mm-hmm. enter those uh, V drives from the election machines into the tabulation servers, and there's some level of confidence that that V drive that came from that machine that should have been certified, the software is supposed to be certified before the election, will get an honest vote. But what happens, and it happened here in Delaware County, is they were missing 64 V drives at the end of the election, November 20, uh, 2020. 64 seems like up. a lot, Gregory. It's, it is a lot, and because you can change an entire election with a single V drive because it can have multiple votes, not just the votes that's on the machine, but can have... It can have multiple um, uh, CBRs, as they call them, Castro Record, it can have multiple election results on a single V drive. So they can swing an election with a single V drive. And I'm going to give two examples here. You know, two days after the election, we see the voting machine warehouse supervisor for, for um, Delaware County, who is uh, an avowed communist, uh, who, is, who was the president of the steelworkers here. And this is a this is a real uh, activist. They put him in charge of all the machines. So he shows up two days later, sixty USBB drives into the objections of multiple people, including myself. We were yelling. We said, "What's this guy doing? He's yeah. sticking these V drives into this tabulation server." And they skullduggery. The you know two hours later, uh, they were, had been updating the vote every twenty minutes as the, the vote came in. Two hours. I'm sitting there screaming at him, saying, "I want to see what happened." 50,000 vote swing just with the V drives he put in. Now, I'm going to give a better example because this one's easily verifiable is in Allegheny County, which is Pittsburgh. At the end of the primary election in May of 2022, 
they were missing just 32 B drives. Now, there's a couple of thousand B drives out there, and 32 doesn't seem like a big number. But in the May 2023 election, at the end of the day, they go, hey, 25% of the people voted. That's about average for, you know, off year. It's a primary 18 to 25%. It's a saying, but that's how many people vote. Well, two days later, the 32 V drives show up. It changes the entire election. And now I have 104% of registered voters have voted. That's See, that, 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 that right there is just, it's just insanity. It's just it, insanity. It's beyond pale. Because what you have is is the fast track to theft. And once they're in, we see the ramifications. There Has there ever been, let me ask this way, has there ever successfully been, a, a, after the swearing in of somebody who obtained the office through this kind of chicanery, has there ever been a reversal in this country? Absolutely. The, the landmark case that most people uh, might, well, lawyers will know about, uh, and some election officials, is Marx versus Stinson. And that was in Philadelphia. And it was a, a man who, uh, Marx, ran for office, and they found skullduggery after the election. He, he proved it, that there was skullduggery. And uh, the U.S. Supreme Court, it's a U.S. Supreme Court decision, looked at it, and they said, well, we could run the election over again, but that's not really a cure, because now the people he ran against, they can cure the election. We could give them money, but that's not really a cure either. So they said the only logical cure, the only fair cure, whether the fraud was intentional or not, whether they did administrative errors or not, was to put marks in office. So there is precedent at the U.S. Supreme Court level uh, for changing a vote afterwards if these uh, discrepancies, errors, and so forth are found. And that's where we are now. It, yeah. it really isn't. People don't think 2020 matters anymore because it's 2023 and we're we're fast approaching 2024. But if we don't fix and we don't address what happened in 2020, it's just going to repeat again in 2024. Well, and that's why it matters. We're well on our way to fixing that, though. We, well, we good. can fix it. Good, because, the, you know, it... it I'm not going to tell people to get excited. I'm certainly not going to tell people to give money. And I would never advise somebody to to encumber themselves with an inconvenience of pretending that we have an honest system after 2020. I mean, it is astonishing to me that they've been able to intimidate anybody who questions this, this successfully. And when you look at the Dominion cases, they settled. Dominion didn't technically win a case, did they? They didn't, they didn't technically win, but there was an issue. The biggest thing with Dominion and, and their defense was our systems are intrinsically secure. The EAC says so. So what I mentioned before was if the election procedures are followed, then the vote should be secure. It's when the election is subverted where people do things they're not supposed to do. Insert B drives that shouldn't be inserted. Take uh, mail-in ballots that have no, uh, you know, no pedigree. They just show up in a. Hey, we just found uh, ten thousand mail-in ballots in Bob's trunk, and we're going to run them through the machine five days after an election. That is a complete subvert, and that happened. Oh, I remember the comedian in uh, Minnesota, the guy from Saturday Night Live. That's exactly how he won. They found yeah, the ballots it, in a trunk. Right. It's a complete subversion of the election system. So our election systems, which are, by the way, 
in accordance, you know, the Department of Homeland Security, our election systems are a part of critical national infrastructure. And if everyone was doing their jobs and followed the rules and followed the procedures and protected these machines and didn't allow these misanthropes like the voting machine warehouse supervisor election, which defined in every election is it's not it's not the, the people. It's not the entire board of elections. These are our neighbors and our friends. There's 100 people that work for the board of elections, and they've been there for, for decades. It's one, two, and three people who have been inserted in senior positions that subvert the vote. And that is where Council Smith, Special Counsel Smith, is going to get his head kicked in in Georgia. And President Trump and his attorneys are going to kick his head in because they have the evidentiary base to prove that they didn't follow these procedures. This is exciting. I mean, this gives us hope because, you know, you realize that Fulton County is, is a county that's riddled in scandal. You see the 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 political uh, direction that this particular woman, Fanny, is, has always exhibited. You understand she's like our own Kim Fox in Illinois. She's financed by the same culprit and oligarch George Soros. And you realize that this is political persecution. This has nothing to do with what Donald Trump said, which was a New York slang. But is there more evidence that the counties are so obvious in 104% of registered voters? Do you have more than just the one county? Does it look... I mean, I know you're not a lawyer, but I mean, are you... Have you been asked to give some of your your research in this case? Uh, well, our research is entered in the public record. We're actually co-defendants with President Trump in a defamation suit in Philadelphia. Oh. And the entire evidentiary base and what we submitted was submitted in June at a discovery hearing. The judge allowed all evidence. He put it all in the record. Now, President Trump has that available to him. He has FOIA requests, as we've submitted. I, I think on my last show, I think we were la- I was last on on August 1st, yeah. I, I said on the show that I had submitted criminal charges to the House Judiciary and to Jim Jordan, which are currently before the, the House Judiciary Committee, and have also been sent to oversight. Um, this evidence that's in the National Archive, it's in exculpatory evidence, it's sitting in the DOJ file cabinets and sitting in the courts is all available to President Trump as evidence that he can present. And I fully expect that he'll present uh, this is evidence exciting. not only from Pennsylvania, but also from Michigan and from and Arizona and Georgia. And uh, even in Georgia, it's clear that they didn't follow the procedures. Once they, once, once they get into it, you know, uh, Smith is the plaintiff and he's the prosecutor. He'll get the first crack at Trump. And I think the media will 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 try to shape the exercise, but but once the evidentiary base is is read into the record, uh, you know, no reasonable jury, uh, even a judge who's uh, even vaguely honest, is going to permit uh, you know conjecture to substitute for the evidentiary base. What is your answer for security? Is your answer to turn everything over to a system that trades trillions of dollars every millisecond and never loses a penny, something like blockchain? Is your answer something like the the people voluntarily getting rid of the anonymity in voting to make sure that their vote was counted accurately by saying, my name is Sean Thompson, I'm a Naples, Florida resident, and I voted for Donald Trump, and put my name out there for the public so we can cross-audit or reference? There has to be some answer, because the idea that we're going to get fast-tracked, put in the corner, and we're going to have to go through this again in, in a year and a half is upsetting to me. What is your solution? 
my solution is uh, that what kept our elections secure for decades, there's always been there's always been election fraud. As long as they've had elections, it's going to be election fraud. However, what protected the vote in the United States was decentralization. You used to be able to go to a precinct. The mail-in ballots were absentee ballots were sent to the precincts and people there who are neighbors. You know, my, in my precinct, my judge of elections is my neighbor. Yeah. And we walk in, and the woman signing us in is my other neighbor, and everybody knows each other. And there's 600 people, but even in a 600-person precinct, probably two, 300 of us show up to vote, uh, maybe more in a primary. Everybody knows everybody. And we're all sitting down, even Democrats versus Republicans. We have ideological differences, but we're neighbors. And what we do is we sit down, we count up the vote, and we make sure the procedures are followed, and we can assure ourselves of a pretty fair election in that case. You know, the machine should have been tested for the software and so forth. If that's done and the vote continues to be decentralized, then I think we're going to be okay. But what you're seeing is the legislation they're trying to put through, and they yeah. put through through, uh, is to centralize the vote. The Supreme Court. In, uh, the Supreme Court. Centralizing the vote is the end of honest elections, because I am a computer scientist, I am a data scientist, and I am a fraud expert. And I, and quite frankly, I, you know, uh, people that are smarter than me, you know, we, we could find a hundred different ways to cheat an election with a computer. It's yeah. the decentralization that keeps us safe and following the procedures that keeps us safe. So bringing this evidentiary base that President Trump has, that these procedures were blatantly broken, Okay, and that they can't reconcile the vote. They can't account for where these votes came from. They can't account. They can't. Uh, they can't map a mail-in ballot envelope to a real voter. If they Greg, can't do that and they can't reconcile the vote, then the vote shouldn't be certified. Every and time Trump I have you on, yeah, the, the half hour goes so fast. Every time I have you on, I, I, I can't believe I'm. You know, I'm getting it in my ear. Gregory Stenstrom, I love having you on. Will you keep me posted as to the trial? Because if you lose. At that point, I mean, really, you got to just figure out where you're going to watch the collapse of our society, because I've never believed for one day that 81 million Americans voted for Joe Biden. I take solace in the fact that they didn't. I keep waiting for the evidence to to push a, 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 you know, the fact that he didn't win and hopefully save the trajectory of my nation. And it's only going to happen through people like you who refuse to give up. And you have refused since the election day. I can't tell you how much I love you for that. So Thank you. where can the people go to support and keep up with you? Because I, you know, I know you, you don't have enough time to come on every week. Where, where can they go? Well, they can go to ParallelElection.com, buy the book there. Uh, they can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble online and buy the book for Parallel Election. Uh, the book is pretty reasonably priced. Uh, I think it's $20, $17 to $23, depending on what site you're at. We're actually putting the book on Patriot.online as a PDF download so that people can just download the book. It'll be a watermarked version. That should be up tonight or tomorrow. So if they go to www.patriot.online, they can download the book, especially for the people who are skeptics who don't yes. want to spend the money. Download the book. Read it and enjoy right. it. And, and, and hopefully that uh, we'll, we'll keep protecting your vote. You keep voting. He is Gregory Stenstrom. Thank you so much for coming on Patriot.online. Thank you so much. Thanks, John. Okay, we'll bye-bye. be back with your calls and comments. 
I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. See, it's simple. The reason that the Marxist mafia implanted this dimwit in diapers as president. The bureaucracies need this stooge because the bureaucracies are the ones that have a vested interest to see the principles of Americanism destroyed, the individuality in it, to put everybody in a collective. Aside from that, foreign entities profit from us. Our foreign policy is ripe with theft, if I'm kind, corrupt from the onset, if I can read and think. But we are still Americans. We are innovators. All of this is possible because of our property rights to our mind and to what we create and to business and our principles of the property it generates. Now, there are many innovations in this country that Joe Biden has stifled. And I don't just mean the energy sector. He's already turned it over to foreign powers. That's why he was bribed to do so. And the future with this eco-Nazism will only benefit the Chinese communists and the oligarchs that bribed the Biden crime family. We understand that. But what bothers me is the way in which we can survive is innovation that our Americans innovate, invent, perfect. There's no better example than something called blockchain. We did that. One of the groups that was key is a group called Ripple Labs. Ripple Labs has a co-founder by the name of Chris Larson. He's a a brilliant guy, brilliant. Not very political. He's just somebody who understands how important it is so that Americans have options to a corrupt currency. So he is one of the founders of this Ripple Labs, which is a creator, in a certain extent, to blockchain. What is blockchain? People talk about it, but they don't know what it is. There are thousands of different currencies, in particular thousands of different cyber currencies. Whether you feel whatever you feel about them, there's three things you should know about them. Number one, they cannot be counterfeited. Cannot be counterfeited. Number two, there is no federal reserve that orchestrates, manipulates, and has absolute control over them. That's number two. Number three, the technology is unhackable. No Peggy from Russia can hack into your account. When you wire money, there's a million different things that can go wrong. Nobody can do that with blockchain. I think blockchain technology is also the answer for election integrity, which is a crucial reason. The technology is really fascinating when you look into it. The government's assault on it is something that most Americans are completely unaware of but should be. That's really unfortunate because I think, unfortunately, uh, this administration uh, made a really bad call. In, at the city level or at the federal level? Uh, at the federal level. They pretty much killed San Francisco from being what it was, the blockchain capital of the world. We owned it, uh, and we don't anymore because the Biden administration, for whatever reason, decided they want to push this industry offshore. And so... It's London, Singapore, Dubai that, that really are the global capitals of blockchain. That's unfortunate. We, maybe our vacancy rate would be half of what it is here in San Francisco. It's 30%. It might have been 15% if we still were the global blockchain capital of the world. So that was a missed opportunity. It's really unfortunate. It hurt the city. The, the latest with, with Ripple Labs uh, action at the federal level is that you have objected to the SEC's request 
to appeal the original court ruling, which was a positive for Ripple in the sense that it found the cryptocurrency XRP was not a security mm-hmm. um, when it was sold to the public. Could you just explain what the latest is with that legal dispute? Well, I think the bottom line is the SEC lost on everything that was important to them and important in regulation of the industry. The case still continues. There's, there's appeal processes that everybody has the right to do. They went to court and they lost, but it didn't stop them from misusing government power to drive this entire industry offshore. Why would they want to drive it offshore? See, the reality is it's not just about cyber currency. It's about the way of the future so that the American people could have integrity in virtually everything they needed to exchange electronically and the future of where this could lead. Something like election integrity. Because it can never be hacked. See, they like a system of failure and fraud. And instead of embracing ingenuity and the American inventions, They impugn them. By the way, that's the same SEC that let Vivek Ramaswamy's company somehow have an IPO with one asset of a failed drug. Miles, 294. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking the call. I enjoyed the interview you had with that enthusiastic older fellow, but his mention of Eisenhower in the military-industrial complex, Eisenhower, who faced down the Nazis and destroyed the Third Reich, he waited until he was on his way out to call the military-industrial complex, and what they were. So maybe even he was afraid. I think he was. I think he was. I think he he realized where that Leviathan could go and how big it could get. I think it, it intimidated him. And if you look at some of the other great people, aside from Reagan, who kind of embraced it, not, uh, the ones that talked out openly against it didn't end up so well, and I don't just mean JFK. But the reality is it's, it's an interesting point. And I've always said, well, you can always tell after a president gets elected from, you could look back, when they're in that lame duck before they're inaugurated and they go and, they, and they're, they're, they're briefed on current events. Look at their face when they walk into that meeting, three hours later when they walk out. I think that's when they're told, you're really nothing. We tell you what to do. And that's a problem as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, it's interesting because that's what I'm talking about when I talk about money. The idea that the government is unfettered in its absolute, complete control of us is not only a violation of the Fifth Amendment and every principle of property rights, but it shows you how, how Americans have been taught that the government is the Lord and they tell us what we can do. We lost that principle of freedom and rights and business and all the rest of it, and that's a problem. So I think it's an interesting point. And if Eisenhower was afraid of it, you think there's a man in government now that's going to be brave enough to speak up against it? Grandfall, maybe. Yeah, Donald Trump. Donald Trump Trump. put it on its ass more effectively than any other president. That's his true strength. Thank you very much, Miles. Uh, But I don't, I don't, I'm not as optimistic about his trials as a lot of people are. Rob Lagrange. Hi, Rob. Hey, how are you, Sean? Thanks for taking the call. Thanks for me. Hey, you were talking about the draft earlier. I've gotten a second letter to my son from the United States Government Selective Service System. Yeah. Call to find out if you know what that is or if any of you are listening to what that is. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, it's something, he may end up in the French Foreign Legion. I'm not quite sure who governs that, but it's, something tells me it's a Marxist in the Biden administration. And if I were you, I would tell him my son transitioned to Shirley and he can't be contacted. We believe he's in San Francisco. That should keep him busy for the next two years. 
Thank you very it's actually, much. It, 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 yeah, it says it's it's look it's tracking all of the men who turn eighteen. Isn't so that a shame? Pretty interesting. Yep. I'll tell you what, brother, that's the one reason to keep that kid in school. It certainly isn't the indoctrination camp that is college, but at least it'll keep them out of the foreign policy, Boondoggles. Thank you, Rob and LaGrange, because the reality is, I think we're going. What do you think, Squirrel? You think this thing in Romania is real? Oh, it's a drone, and it fell on our border, and we're part of NATO. I don't buy it. Do you? 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Well, we just got an update from Studio Chicago. They wanted to let me know the kind of morons were, I mean, uh, the thinkers, the thoughtful thinkers were up against. This is from somebody on Instagram called Kent's. I don't know if it's real or not, but uh, if she's real or not, because the picture looks kind of sexy. Something tells me she's not, though. Remember quarantine when everyone was making bread and dancing and making art and taking care of plants and just learning new useful skills? We got a small glimpse into what life is supposed to be like. You see, they're happy to be slaves and servants. They want to sit on their ass and be told they're good people. That's why they have oligarchs who know how to take advantage of them. The technology now is, and the digital technologies mainly have an analytical power. Now we go... That's him, yes. Well, that is the leader of the Fourth Reich, the son of the Third Reich, Klaus Schwab. ...into a predictive power, and we have seen the first examples, and your company very much involved into it. But since the next step could be in, to go into a prescriptive uh, mode, which means... Uh, you know what that means? Prescriptive idiot. mode. No, no, no. Wait till you see what he's going to do. And you know this idiot who said she loved to be under house arrest because she got to water her plants and learn skills. I'd like to know what they are. Um, uh, you, you do not even have to have elections anymore because you can already uh, predict what uh, predict and afterwards you can say why do we need elections because we know what the result will be and that forthright nazi bastard is the leader of the world economic forum and every democrat scallywag politician would hit his mother in the face with a shovel to be invited to it just like pritzker rob ukrainian village Hey, Sean, uh, just an update. I'm actually now Rob from Killdeer, uh, but uh, Ooh, uh, I wanted to you. see if you uh, heard about this uh, thing Highland Park is doing. It's a uh, poverty simulation event. Have you ever wondered <laughs> what it's like to live in poverty? Well, I was invited by Susan, who lives in Highland Park. She invited me to come yeah. up this Saturday. But I'll tell you what, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's an amazing thing about poverty. I think the rich people sell the people who lived in poverty short i really do because most people who live in poverty grow up in poverty strive to get out of it now the hopefully they do it the legal way but some do it the illegal way but one thing's for sure no matter which way they get out of poverty and even if you're in poverty you can always identify a self-loathing spoiled trust fund butter-handed pansy and you know where they live highland park Thank you very much. And part- participation is free, but registration is required. And the oh. best part is that it's being held at the country club. 
That's my favorite part of all. And I wonder how many G-Wagons by ex-strippers who were using that lap dance money for college will be parked in the parking lot. They're referred to in Highland Park as third and second wives. In the meantime, the real people of poverty, they're having a hard time with it. Tanya and Terrell, three more buses carrying asylum seekers arrived in Chicago this morning. Another one is set to arrive this afternoon. The problem remains the city is running out of room to house them. Run out of room? How about the money that they take from taxpayers to give? How about the fact that the vast majority are just spending $240 a night on hotel rooms? Who owns those hotel rooms? Oh, they can't all be owned by Pritzker. World Economic Forum, I find that funny. We'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.